Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm excited to see Omega Supreme in this episode. Ooh, no. <laughs> but 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 the episode's called Alpha and Omega. That 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 means we're getting Omega Supreme and maybe Alpha Trion because Alpha Trion was foreshadowed last episode. That means Omega Supreme's going to be here too. I was kind of hoping for some right? Omega Supreme. I'm myself. unfortunately right? you're incorrect, and it is in fact a computer animated movie about um, uh, wolves. God, oh. no. As long Actual as it's thing? not that Liam Neeson movie about wolves. Oh, The Grey. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Wait. Was it? I thought Alpha was the one with uh, the robot dog in a junkyard. Oh, no, wait. That's, that's that was just dog. Alpha. Oh. So, so it's, uh, it's... No, no, no. Sorry. No, sorry. That was Rex, I believe. <laughs> okay, so, wait, then... Alpha, Alpha was the one about, like, the, ca- the caveman who was the first guy to tame the dog. Oh, but that was a CGI dog. I th- was that a live action. I dog? think it was live action. No, there the- was like there was like five CGI dog movies last year. No, I- although <laughs> one of them involved a CGI cougar with a dog. I don't remember what the. Anyway, fuck the movie was. I'm talking about is Alpha and Omega. It was from 2010 and starred Justin Justin Long and Hayden Panettiere uh, as two young Canadian timber wolves who fall in love with each other but are at the opposite ends of their pack. What? Sure. I I do not remember that. I'm just going to nod. Uh, yeah, starring yeah. Justin Long, Hayden Panettiere, Dennis Hopper, his last role before he died. Wow, that's some Orson Welles nonsense there. <laughs> uh, yes. da- also featuring Danny Glover, Christine Ricci, and Larry Miller as a French-Canadian goose. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say Danny DeVito. Sadly, no. It does have news. <laughs> Larry Sorry. Larry Miller is a Canadian goose. Does it feels right and wrong at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> is it maybe maybe a North American turkey would be more fitting. I guess he's bald. Anyway, it also features news radio's Vicky Lewis. Mm-hmm. Who? What? I don't recognize. No, she's half she's the redhead from news radio. Oh, the annoying one. But not to be confused with uh, Kathy Griffin. There's different mm-hmm. people. Yes, those are two different people. Okay, this is like the <laughs> the little guy from Conan and, and and the guy from Blade Runner last episode. Weird. Uh, oh, you said the little guy from Conan. I was thinking Andy Richter. <laughs> no. Although, wait, who the, wait, who the fuck is it? Is that you Conan know, Conan O'Brien's sidekick? sidekick? He's he's like a blonde okay, guy. Okay, yeah. I don't. This is the best conversation that I'm not part of. Uh, anyway, uh, none of this has anything to do with this episode, which first <laughs> aired September 28th, 2012, day before my birthday. Uh, yay! Happy birthday in, uh, in a month. I'm, I'm a Libra, and Ooh. written by frequent uh, prime writer David McDermott, who uh, last wrote Triangulation. Wait, Interesting. an episode written by Dylan McDermott? No, no, an episode written by Der- by Dermot Mulrooney. Ah, yay! I feel like we've done this joke before. We've definitely done this joke before. <laughs> this joke has absolutely been done before. Uh.
So anyway, we we open up the episode and we check in with Dreadwing, who has been missing for a couple episodes. Who's I mean, he's presumably been around, hey. but we're also not paying Candyman money. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited that he's here. I mean, we all love Tony Todd, and uh, the climax of this episode may have a certain similarity to a movie that Tony Todd is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, the shit. Damn it, the one, the death one. What the fuck? Uh, Final Destination? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you know, it's the episode where, you know, Miko, Raph, and Jack all avoid being in a uh, roller coaster crash. And then they spend the rest of the episode dying in, like, crazy Rube Goldberg machines. Yeah. Wait, isn't that Final Destination 2? I didn't know he was in the sequels. He's in a couple of the sequels. And I think the roller coaster one, he's not physically in it, but he's, like, the narration on the roller coaster. Oh, okay. So... I'm actually, I was actually, I'm actually a little surprised that this is like one of their regular writers because I felt like the dialogue this episode was really bad. It felt a little stilted. Yeah, yeah. like I don't know, maybe it was really rushed. That is maybe, maybe what I wonder. Alas, R.I.P. and peace I- script. Yeah, it's. uh... It maybe feels like it could have used another draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it does very very much like first draft, like the there's a scene later we'll probably get to where it, it the characters talking in that scene, all they're doing is exposition to a character who's doing the shit they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. there like is talking a little at him. bit of that, which is like literally something that I was just putting notes into an editing job saying you don't need to do. Like mm-hmm. if 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 the characters are doing this, you don't need to then have them saying it, or at vice versa, just let them say the thing and not write it out as well. So, yeah, yeah the, I, it, it's weird. Like in a book, you could almost make sense out of that, like like they're, they're describing details or something different. But this is you see a guy doing a thing, people say what the guy's fucking doing. <laughs> Just, like, adding flavor, like, So I really felt like the script was maybe a little... Maybe it's just me being an overly critical writer-slash-editor, but I really felt like the script was a little rushed. Mm. So anyway, we check in with Dreadwing, and, uh, you know, they've... Who uh, is punishing. Yes. His Gatling Gatling gun is is indeed (laughs) illin, but it's not going to do anything against the power of the Star Saber. Yeah, that's fair. He says the only I can't thing that we not. Re- I, it's drilled into my skull. <laughs> yeah, the only thing the Decepticons really have that can counter the Star Saber is the Forge of Solus Prime, which they acquired all the way back in Operation Bumblebee. Ooh, going back away. And the thing is, much like the Star Saber, it's only it'll only work for a Prime. Well, but at least with the the the, the Forge of Solus Prime, which is just a big hammer. The Decepticons can pick it up. Well, they yes. They just can't do anything with it. Yes, but then, oh, Megatron. They just can't Megatron. Use its magical ability. Yes, Megatron's rules lawyering. <laughs> yeah, it, this is it what does we call like in, a... in RPGs, this is what we call rules lawyering. <laughs> See, I just consider it a clever idea. A clever and gross idea. It's pretty gross. It's cheating by, like, following the exact. It is kind of like a very magical thing, like you must follow the exact words of the incantation or shit, but you can twist those words. 
Yes. It's like, oh, we need the hand of a prime. K, I can do that. Give me a chainsaw. It can only. I mean, it can only be wielded by the hand of a prime, and Megatron's yeah, it's, like, okay, we can work with this. It's kind of along the same lines of, like, how no man can kill the Witch King. Yes. Yeah, it's exactly like that bullshit. <laughs> Th- that, that is, like, the prime example of rules lawyering ah. in, like, the holy tome of Tolkien. <laughs> Tolkien's frickin' overrated. Entertaining. But overrated. Uh, About a very nice World War One metaphor. Yes, it was that. I don't care what he says. It's a fucking metaphor. <laughs> and if you want to learn about that, go see that movie, Tolkien, in theaters now. Ooh. Oh, it is? Oh, maybe I should go see that. I think it comes out this weekend. It's, it's, got, yeah, the, it's cool. got the beast playing Tolkien. Well, it looks like the theater in my tiny, sad little town isn't even going to be showing Detective Pikachu, so I don't oh, wow. think I'm going to be seeing the, the Tolkien fuck? biopic. Hey, but it's got the star power of both that guy who plays the Beast and Phil Collins' daughter. Yeah, I know. Oh, you would think sure. that that would absolutely make it worthy one of one of their four screens, but <laughs> alas. Well, the, the, the Beast guy has at least been in other movies. He was, uh, Wait, wasn't he in Fury Road? He was in Fury Road. He was Nux. Yeah. I was gonna say he was... Okay. He was an X-Men. Well, I mean, that's that's why I was calling him the Beast. It would be weird if I yes. was just calling him that. I mean, unless he's, maybe... I think I've seen him in something else, but I He can't has remember. other unless characteristics. It's, it's, yeah. Unless it's like Dune and he's the Beast Raban. Yeah. Could be. Carl Raban? Uh, anyway, he was also in that, like, zombie romantic comedy movie. Oh, oh, I remember that. I didn't actually see that, but I do remember the trailer. And if you saw right. About a Boy, he's a kid in that. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay, anyway. Um, so back at uh, the Autobot this base, guest star. Uh, Optimus Prime has reached Alphatron's voicemail. <laughs> what is it's like, this is kind of confusing timey-wimey shit, and it made me think, wait, is this like that one Doctor Who episode... Like he just knows what he's going to say and is answering the questions ahead of time. I think so. Because, like, Optimus is talking to Alpha Trion through the sword, but it's Alpha Trion as he was back on Cybertron before he'd finished sending out all of the little gigaws and gimmicks that Optimus is now collecting. Look, but, uh, Optimus Prime is a really predictable guy. <laughs> This is true. Anyway, believe it or not, Alpha Trans not at home. Please leave a message at the beep. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say, you've reached the outgoing message of Alpha Trion. Oh my. <laughs> yes, yes, we have a guest star who's a new guest star to this series, but a recurring guest star as the voice of Alpha Trion. It's George Takei again. Well, no, he Yay! wasn't Alpha Trion. He was a Yokatron. What? In th- Transformers Animated. Oh, right. Yeah, he was a different oh, yeah, old wise person. The uh, important yes. thing is, old wise person. Why did my brain just rewrite him as being Alpha yes. Trial? Oh. Uh, the important thing so is, weird. George Takei. Yes, that is the most important thing. An assortment of rums, both spiced and regular. Yes, he has a great voice. Yeah, which is surprising. It's like he, I'm surprised he hasn't done more voice acting other than on Star Trek: The Animated Series. He does a fair. He was uh, he was on Batman Beyond. That's true. He was. was. 
and um, I think he was on the Clone Wars. Um, oh yeah, maybe. I vague memories of watching Clone Wars, and of course he was on um, the Star Trek: The Animated Series. I said that oh, he was okay. in Adventure Time. Was yes. Yeah, according to IMDb, he was indeed. Yes. I liked Adventure Time. And he was also on four different episodes of Futurama as George Takei's head. <laughs> well, that, that, that again, that, that, that's like a continuation of uh, Star Trek the Animated Series. Well, that's true, but they didn't get Shatner back. Yeah. <laughs> that, they didn't. I think he was only on the one. And then they, I oh. think they only got Nimoy the once, but he was previously on uh, The Simpsons the a couple Simpsons. of times. Yeah. Uh, the Cosmic Ballet goes on. Does anyone else want to switch seats? <laughs> <laughs> and that was a good joke. Uh, Nimoy. How is The Simpsons still on? Good question. I would also like to point out that Alpha Trion is not like, he does not get his own cliche, full-fledged... Uh, model, because again, no, we're much like in at... smoke screens flashback, he's just like some some matte art, and and he's given this dialogue, what and is... they they're not even moving his mouth. It's a little embarrassing. Yeah, yeah it is. Not doing any mouth animation is kind of annoying. His his model, like sometimes, like I think it's just a flat drawing, but like over the shoulder, it looks like it might be an actual model. Or maybe they just put a glow effect over Megatron. Or yeah, something. it's odd. It's kind of cool, but like, move the mouth. Yeah, guys. or I don't <laughs> know. Maybe make him a little more abstract. Like maybe it's just a wireframe. That would be cool. Ooh, that'd be neat. Make him spooky. Or something. It this this just looks very cheap, and it's yeah. a shame because George Takei is yeah. doing a fine job. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they were the, gonna. Uh, do a, they were gonna do a model for Shockwave for a single episode. No Alpha Trion toy to sell, though. I guess that's fair. Well, no, not not in this. No, well, not, also, not until... I I am still unable to get over uh, Cyberverse Shockwave's <laughs> perma scowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Logic just want dictates that, that you shall face on... Mr. Angry Eye. <laughs> I want that to be retroactively on every shockwave forever. Like, every shockwave in the past is now disappointing by default for not having a little scalpy. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, yes. So, uh, so he's Alpha Trion listen, delivers I... some anyway. important exposition. Yes, I've through the covenant of Primus, I saw that you would fight the Decepticons on Earth, and so I sent these artifacts there for you to use. The most important of those four were the Omega Keys, and you can use you. You've got to catch them all, (laughs) and then you can restore Cybertron, which is apparently what we're doing now. Also. It's interesting how it doesn't come up at any point that Earth is Unicron. Like, have we forgotten that now? Yeah. Apparently that so. Was, that was kind of a big deal. How did, how did, how did Alpha Trion miss that part? Like, you'd think that would be in big bold in the Covenant of Privacy. It's a stuff? long uh, book. I skipped to the interesting parts. It's just, 
Like, yeah. the more you think about this, the more confusing it gets. It's like, okay, he knew ahead of time, Optimus is going to need these. I'm going to send these to Earth. Okay. And I know where they're going to land because here's, I've encoded all the, the locations. Okay, that's cool. Okay, if you're sending them to Earth and you know, you can know where they're going to land, why didn't you have them land closer to the goddamn Autobots base? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it wasn't hell? that detailed. Uh, <laughs> you're asking a lot of them. It's, it's, but, but he knows where the fuck... Oh, the, 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 they're decoding like the locations. They know where they are. It's... Ah, uh, that, that part is just extra weird. And, uh, also, I, I, maybe he just should have left, like, a series of tapes, like, uh... Like Primer? Uh, like Jamie Kennedy in, uh, in, uh, in Scream 3. Oh. Yes. <laughs> if you find yourself in a seven-part series finale, you may need to find these artifacts. Yes. Also, look out for that Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. She may be the real killer. <laughs> oh, no. I've handed this over to my secret sister, Heather Matarazzo. Oh, my. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the I'll also note here the Omega key. This is the Omega. Yeah, the, Ome the four Omega keys. This is very similar to the Cyber Planet keys from Cybertron. Yes, in I that case, they're all on one wrote planet. that, like, cyber planet keys. Yes, but luckily also, they're all on my, the same planet. Then my mind started going mm. off on a tangent about how uh, I wish I still had some of those, or I should see if I still have some of those around so I can uh, make a red one into a little barrette and uh, look like the SG Starscream girl <laughs> from Gridman. <laughs> oh, it, it should be really easy to get spare keys. Then. Oh, yeah. Or at least it used to be easy to get them on eBay. I'm sure yeah. Cybertron stuff so is anymore. cheap, especially loose. I mean, it, it's going to be a lot easier to get than a complete dark crumple zone <laughs> where you wouldn't have a complete one unless you properly opened the box and found the extra fins you had to stick oh, on. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> I wonder if I've surprised any people by reminding oh, them. You're pretty... I I'm still confused by that because, like... I found them on my own. It's like, open the box. It's like, oh, it looks like parts are missing. Oh, they're taped to the bottom of the box. I'll put them on. Oh. And then hearing people say, what? What wings? Uh. Oh. <laughs> I, I guess well, I'm just a well. little anal about looking at parts uh. and toy boxes. Anyway, so. Uh, now it is time for Prime and, uh, and Dreadwing to go to the Dark of the Moon. It's Megatron and, and Dreadwing, not Prime. Right. We're in Prime. It, Prime Megatron is going to the dark side of the moon, yes, and we have to figure out where it syncs up on the soundtrack that I don't fucking have. And sp speaking that. of Star Trek cast members. Yeah. No, just because Leonard Nimoy is in Transformers Dark of the Moon. Oh, that oh, is true. Right. Yes. <laughs> I kind of like Sentinel Prime in that movie. <laughs> I. Uh, My dad was guess. so upset. Fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> using that. He line. says the line, and that like just kind of ruins the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so they they've moved their space bridge there. They go through it. Um, they go to Cybertron, and they find a, a an old ass tomb. Dun dun dun! And uh, yeah, a tomb. 
not good. And again, Dreadwing is his dialogue is very kind of stilted here because he's all, "Oh, I, I don't like being here because my brother is dead." Yeah, yeah, it, it was it's like it's like the sentiment is is there, but they didn't figure out how to word it right. No, and I mean Tony Todd, his acting is good. It's just the line is very yeah. Like I said, it's very clunky. It needs another. Um, it needs a revision. Yes. So anyway, this they it is the tomb of one of the primes, the thirteen also, original primes. I would like to point out that you are absolutely on the wrong team if you don't like necromancy, <laughs> as far as being a prime Decepticon. <laughs> Although remember, uh, it, uh, several episodes ago, in fact, back in Operation Bumblebee. Uh, Ratchet said that pro- that Megatron is no ghoul. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are. Yes. <laughs> yet here we are. I mean, maybe are. it's different. Raiding a to- doing th- it's the definition of being a ghoul. You raid tombs. Maybe it's different if you take it from a living parts- guy. <laughs> He's stealing the body parts no. of the dead. Well, then, then if it's from living bodies, like then Ratchet is using the wrong word. Yes. It's not what a ghoul, ghoul uh. Yeah, no, we are we are doing some straight up grave robbery, and I know it's because um, they don't have enough money to make a model. But I kind of like that they that the camera is pointed as such, so we don't actually see inside the tomb, yeah. and we just kind of see. Yeah, it does like, make it creepier. We kind of see Dreadwing going like, "Ugh," because it's like gross in there, even though it's a yeah. robot, so it can't be that gross. It's still a little gross. Well, it's a dead robot, so maybe parts are missing. I don't. Who knows how that? He's got like scraplets crawling all over parts of him. <laughs> well, then there wouldn't be anything left of him in the coffin. Oh yeah. <laughs> scraplets are hungry a little bit because th- this this arm looks like fresh and new, as if it was just put there yesterday. And uh, it's not revealed in this episode or in on the show, but the Covenant of Primus guide. Uh, reveals that this is the arm of the Liege Maximo. Really? Oh, yes. But but Liege Maximo is always green, ish. Yes. And this guy's uh, maroon with gold accents, which looks really cool. Yes. It's a nice arm design. Mm-hmm. Well, interestingly, it is revealed in the uh, Art of Prime book that it's the arm of Sentinel Prime, which does not make sense because he wasn't a real Prime in this continuity. Hmm. Weird. So it's it the the Liege Maximo thing kind of makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, Kinda, yeah. I would think that Megatron would want to go after the arm of Megatronus, but you know, I mean, maybe you don't know where he's buried, or maybe he. Or well, uh, no, actually, we know he isn't buried because he shows up in the next damn. Series. That's right, and he's Buck uh, Rogers. I mean, also, while we're at it, this seems like it should be a quest all on its own. Like, this should be its yeah. own degree of a quest. Like, finding Like, they're the getting arm. through all sorts of, like, Indiana Jones traps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it should be like, this should be like an entire Decepticon-only episode, this part. Yes. Instead, they just kind of, like, find him in a closet. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Could it, be it, more exciting. It's a little simple and... and you expect to see, like, a bunch of mops leaning up against this tomb. <laughs> or something or security droids anything anyway back no, at the security. something worse than an insecticon crawling around yeah so back at the autobot base everybody's very happy because they get to go back home but then they're also very sad because they have to leave earth 
They have to leave their human friends. And also, RC's very excited about getting an oil bath, which yeah, I guess you can't like, get on Earth. Which is kind of like um, the body language in this episode is good, but like the body language on her, like imagining being in an oil bath, is is um a little over sexualized, sort of. Yeah, I was about to say she's way. weirdly sexy here. Yeah, there's a lot of hip swaying and, and, and arms posing. Yeah, it's, it feels odd for RC. Like it's it's this is like black arachnia body language. Yeah, yes. I can see that. I I don't want to be one of those people who's like, oh, well, the big tough female character can't also be feminine occasionally if she feels like it. But it is a little off character. Right. I mean, it's it's not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that she's never acted like that before. Right. It's yeah, not very I'm, her. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. No, I can't really think of any any incidents where where she's like in that that. This frame of mind. Mm, it would be like... Although admittedly, most of the time we see her, she's dealing with, oh, somebody's dead. I'm afraid somebody's going to die. Or she's murdering people. Yeah. It's a I lot guess. of her murdering people and things. Yeah, it's either I'm sad because somebody was murdered, or I'm angry because I have to go murder somebody who murdered somebody I knew. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of murder. Uh, honestly, the spending a day... The spending a day in an oil bath line would make more sense coming from Ratchet. <laughs> it's because he's old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be as out of character as if Ratchet were getting the, the sexy poses, which he did once, and that was a whole episode about him being out of character. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so, yeah, and they're sort of wondering, you know, like, Bulkhead's wondering, you know, hey, I've been, like beating guys up for so long that I'm not sure I'm good at anything except for beating guys up. And Ratchet's all, well, you could just get into construction. We'll go back to construction. Like, yeah, like that, our episode, our, our, our planets are just all beat up and busted. You'll, uh, we'll have plenty of stuff to, like, fix. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I guess they, he was really more into demolition before. Yes. But, yeah. I mean, they'll have to knock down the old stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All the ruins. Mm. So anyway, they don't want to get too ahead of themselves, though, of course, before they find any of these Omega Keys, which they have not found yet. So anyway. Yeah, it it does seem weird that they're like, they're planning for the vacation they don't know they can afford yet. (laughs) Yes, they're packing up for when they haven't signed the paperwork on their new house yet, you know. (laughs) Settle down, guys. Uh, Settle down. Anyway, so uh, we're uh, we're back on the uh, back on the nemesis, and uh, luckily they have a doctor who's not re- who is not at all reluctant to perform this horrifying <laughs> surgery. Yes, yeah. it's just like okay. Let's, all right, so I'm, I'm just going to put. Oh. Yeah, this this absolutely just seems like it should not work this way, but but okay. Hmm. And so they are, and uh, he's he wants to put Megatron under, but uh, Megatron's all no, 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 I gotta watch this. <laughs> yeah, which is he's crazy. Like it would have been nice if if there was a follow up on the next scene, like like he was still wincing in pain or something. But it's no like no anesthetic, and and then then that's just it. But like this is not not at all out of character that um, Knockout wants to put a better arm on somebody. Remember what happened to Starscream? <laughs> yeah. Who's offering him an upgrade with more missiles? 
knockout is in this favor is perfectly of natural to knock out. giving yes. people just random upgrades, so that's fair. <laughs> so anyway, they are, uh, they've uh, decoded the, uh, the uh, coordinates for the Omega key, and uh, Smokescreen and RC are going out to get it in Egypt, and specifically around the Great Pyramids and the, the Sphinx. And luckily, yeah, there which, are um... zero tourists there. Well, it it is at night. Maybe well, Fowler called ahead. The they definitely have stuff going on there at like at night. night. They probably, <clears throat> probably yeah. There there should be lights or something. But um, okay, it's a thing because hey, we did this in the movie. Let's go back there in the series, which is unrelated, but it looks neat. But oh my god, this this Giza complex is is like the Giza complex is shown in almost every movie or TV show. Yes, Th- they never show the fact that. It's right up against the edge of a goddamn city. Yeah, this acts like it's like, like, oh, it's the middle of the desert. Yeah. Yeah, it's the middle of nowhere. Totally. And, like, the, the, I think the Sphinx actually, they are showing it in the right scale. It's like twice the height of Prime, which is, like, Prime's like 30 feet. Yeah, that's about right. Like 60 something feet. But the Sphinx is also kind of in a hole in the ground because it was dug out. There's, sand and rock around it and other little outbuildings here it's more in a flat area it, it's uh, it, it's an it, it's like having penguins at the north pole it, it annoys me. <laughs> or bears at the south pole which is explicitly non-bear yeah and i mean if any i mean really they should heighten the uh the homage here by having jack running around this desert with a with a sock full of matrix <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that lasts for like half an hour. I hate that. So stupid. Uh, that movie, that whole movie, yeah. is so bad. And of course, John Turturro marveling at some robot testicles. Yeah. Anyway, so there, there's more tomb desecration because RC and, and Smoky Screen are walking through a tomb that is tall enough for them to get into, find a door, pull the door out. It's like, uh, Man, this is the best episode of your... This is not like the Decepticons blowing shit apart. So. You're into desecrating corpses. <laughs> yeah. And I am. And, uh, and Smokescreen is, you know, he's trying, he's trying to apologize for the events of the previous episode, but she's all, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, no, listen, I've had two experienced partners die on me. I don't want to also be responsible for the death of some doofus. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Wait, wait, you've lost how many partners? Sounds- <laughs> he's <laughs> he's just- like legit worried at this point. Okay, that, that is the one moment. I liked Smokescreen because, like, it was slow. It's like he said a line and before he realized, wait, two of your partners died? Wait, what? <laughs> that, that was a good comedy comedy beat. It was it was good. Poor RC, though. Yeah. And meanwhile, Megatron you know, has he, been... If he dies, I don't even think it counts. It's like, this is a new trainee. It's not a part of it. It doesn't go on the scorecard. It has been X days without RC losing a partner. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta fix the sign. Well, in this episode, yeah. 
Anyway, so meanwhile, Megatron, he's he's got his new arm, he's got the uh, the forge of Solus Prime, and he is doing the Tony Stark thing with a big chunk of dark energon. And while this is going so, on, uh, Dreadwing okay, so and Knockout are telling us what is going on. Dark yeah, energon is is made of crystal, which is not metal. Uh, which it's like, can you just make anything out of anything with this? Like, could you make like a gun out of cheese with this I, thing? I mean, I'm going to say yes. Where we're going? That yes, does, you can make a cheese gun. Okay. The way their exposition that, goes, that does seem to be the way. You just need a thing, and it will turn it into other thing made of thing one. It's like Minecraft construction. You can make a sword out of gum or whatever the crap. That is some goddamn magic. It, it is magic. I mean, it's yeah, robot okay. space magic. So, yeah, so th- this is yes. the exposition-heavy scene of two guys talking to a third guy about what he's already doing. I mean, yeah. it would make more sense if it was just Megatron, like, telling, like, maybe Knockout, who doesn't believe in all this hoodoo. Like, yeah, behold, but- Knockout, as I use the Forge of Solus Prime to hammer this chunk of dark energon. Into a yeah. blade worthy to battle the Star Saber. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that would like be that it's... would be better. Anything would be better. This is absolutely something that I would, like, tag a comment in a manuscript that I was editing saying, like, show or tell, you don't need both. Yeah, yeah th- like, like, it's two characters just reading off a Wikipedia article to each other. There's no, like, questions like, what the fuck is he doing? No, they both know what he's doing. It's, uh... Bad it's scene. along the lines of, as you... It's like, it's like when somebody in a movie says, as, as, you, as, know. You, as know. you know. Yes. <laughs> it is an as you know moment, yeah. Anyway, so they get the word that uh, the Omega Key has been located, or one of them has been located, so now Megatron is off to Egypt as well. So, uh, so they get there, um, you know, they, they get this Omega key and then they run into Megatron and he has the dark star saber. Yeah. So he's like really bad at naming things basically. Yeah, it's like, like, it should be just dark that's saber. the best he could come up with. Dark energon saber. Calling it dark star saber. It like, it ruins the flow of the name. The black hole saber. It's- I'm going to call it the evil star saber. <laughs> the blood saber. Or at least, like, <laughs> if the delivery was better, like, it's the dark star saber. But it's not a dark <laughs> star saber. It, it, I, it if it was flow. the dark star saber, I would just think that he was, like, a Grateful Dead fan. No, <laughs> That's, I'm, like... I'm actually a big fan of that early John Carpenter movie. Yeah. <laughs> or that... I've ever seen the movie. But yeah, it really just sounds like the equivalent of him being like, I call it the evil star saver. <laughs> it's not a good name. So anyway, anyway. he, you know, he, he kicks their asses with this and it appears that he reduces smokescreen to dust and he, no, he doesn't feel doesn't so appear. good, Miss RC. He, he kills smokescreen! Yes. Hooray! He's dead! Reduced to, to dust! Get... I don't have to deal with this little Gary Stu character anymore! Yay! Uh, Miss, Miss R.C., I don't feel so good. <laughs> and R.C. is just like, well, uh, uh, she's like, 
She's not even angry about it. She's just resigned. She's <sighs> just done at this point. Well, that's, uh, that's the way she goes. For <laughs> me, at least, all the time. Yes. <sighs> she anyway, so, so she just, like, like, and Megatron leaves her alive so she can go back and tell Optimus Prime. And indeed she does, yes. and he comes, and there's a big glowy sword fight. Oh, oh, it, it's, it's, um, it's a bisexual lightsaber fight. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's all blues and purples. It looks like a John Wick poster. Yes. Yeah, because it's like Optimus has his bright blue sword, and Megatron has his neon pink sword, which pink and black. Fighting at night. It does look really cool. I mean, it's very pretty. Lightsaber with bisexual lighting. It looks like a blacklight poster. Yes, it really does. Like, this would be amazing if I were high. (laughs) Oh, this. I mean, it's pretty cool. Not high, but if I was high, this would be amazing. Absolutely. It it would probably look really great in 3D. Yes, and I really like the way the the glowy light effects come off the swords. It looks very nice. Yeah, the sort of glowing smoke effects. It's neat. But it doesn't last too long because Megatron just straight up smashes the Star Saber. Which, that is kind of surprising. Like, to. Yeah. Womp womp. Th- this made out of barely jagged crap saber is better than one made millennia ago or whatever the crap. I mean, it's, it's made out of the blood of Satan, though, so. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's. That's pretty significant. That is not insignificant. So it's got that going for it. Yeah. And anyway, he Megatron is about to land the killing blow, but good news, Smokescreen, not actually dead. He was dead for about five minutes. But it turns out he (laughs) stole the phase shifter, and he just kitty-prided through the pyramid and was conveniently Uh. asleep, or, you know, unconscious, up until this exact point. Yay! Which, he's okay. Uh, yes, convenience works in his favor. N- not actual thought, just random coincidence makes him the goddamn hero of the story. Uh. <laughs> and also, like, with all the waves of energy that are getting chucked around, the pyramids are wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've seen they can cut a giant, a mountain-sized boulder in half. The tops of these pyramids is hit by dozens of waves from Megatron's sword, probably a few errant ones from Prime, so they're fucked. And that oh, city yes. that's right next to those pyramids probably ain't doing very good either. Like, no. Where are the yeah. cops? Or military or something. <laughs> like, what are the cops gonna do? Are you gonna arrest Megatron? I don't Well, you, you, you see flashing try. lights over by the pyramids. Somebody's gonna call. There's some shit happening over the pyramids. The cops are gonna be the first ones to show up. It's like, oh, fuck, we need help. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so they, uh, Smokescreen does manage to steal the Omega key, and, uh, both Prime and Smokescreen escape. Yay? So yeah, they get back to base, they explain how everything happened, and Ratchet very begrudgingly lets Smokescreen keep this thing. Well, because he can't apparently stop him, he's stolen the damn thing twice. I really like that when uh when Megatron shows up with the with the sword and you know a goddamn prime arm because of course he's keeping the prime arm just prime is like 
by the AllSpark Megatron, and I just really needed a what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't cool, dude. Like what the fuck, Megatron? <laughs> Megatron, that arm smells weird. <laughs> and although you may have used its power to access the Forge of Solus Prime, I recommend that you not touch your genitals or mucous membranes with it. That's <laughs> a really messed up thing to do, and Prime seems suitably shocked. Though, Me- you know, within the constraints of a ostensibly children's program... You couldn't fully <laughs> express that, but I, I felt that they did a good job of implying proper response. Megatron, Prime definitely keep seems that, suitably shocked. Keep that away from your mouth. You do not know where it has been. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that sword was nice while they had it. Yep, and now the Decepticons have another one. Yep. Dark Star Saber. That's the dumbest name. Yeah, it's not God, Megatron, you're so bad at naming things. And then he's going to keep it for a while, from what I can recall. So one of them will have a sword. Yes. Oh, and I forgot, it actually shows up in uh, in Robots in Disguise, too. Oh. Yeah, oh, that sword's going to be around for a while. I would like to know if it actually devours souls the way that he implied, or if he's just being a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like... I've broken uh, the seal on the F-bombs tonight. <laughs> well, it's like That's Katana's sword on... Um, in uh, Suicide Squad, where it does steal souls, you just never see it do it. <laughs> yeah, because he does say something about how it's already had one soul, but it's still hunger or thirsts for the soul well, of a prime. Yes. Wait, did he actually like, say is soul he, is or Is he trash talking, or is it... I think he says soul, I think he says but soul. he could have said spark. What the fuck, Megatron? <laughs> this is a badly written episode. What the Listen, hell? I just I made this with this a god hammer. Down to, I think what it comes down to is that Megatron, like me, has been hitting the Michael Moorcock pretty hard. <laughs> he's been reading lots of really old cheesy fantasy. And he's ready for, like, soul-eating swords. No, and Megatron. Just, that's That's not how they work. Megatron, I will not call you Elric. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, but yeah, that's I I that's gonna be my no prize for this is that Megatron's actually just been like hitting like ridiculous fantasy novels and so that's why he he claims that his soul is or his sword is hungering for souls i mean listen it's made out of devil blood i can pretty much say whatever i want about this (laughs) i mean that's that's where it's like maybe it's legit is because it is made out of devil blood it is made out of crystallized devil blood so it's entirely possible that that it is a spark devouring sword, but 
But yeah. Not the correct terminology, Megatron, and now I'm just convinced that you're just being theatrical. <laughs> and that is pretty much the end of the episode. You know, they go back to base, they're sad about their busted up sword, even though uh, Ratchet is kind of all, well, you know, Optimus, that if only for a short time you were able to wield the sword of the primes, and, and then you also broke it, so, you know, easy come, easy go. <laughs> yeah. Broke it. That's I can't believe it only lasted like an episode. Just like yeah, is, one episode. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Optimus. Shouldn't even count if it's only for like one day. And yes, that is the episode. Yeah. So of course we'll be back in a week with uh hard knocks. More the Omega hard keys? knock life? Bum, bum, it's a hard so knock life for us. Other words. More cyber planet keys? Uh, I think so. It'd be more exciting if they were cyber planet keys. Oh, and also Starscream is back. Exciting. (gasps) Yay! I like Starscream. Steve Bloom gets a paycheck. Yay! That's right. And of course, until then, we are all over the internet. We're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook, and through our parent Icon Underground, we also have a Patreon. Yep, we are at patreon.com slash underground, where you can sign up and help us with our hosting fees and other expenses. And also, uh, you can listen to our monthly podcasts where we cover new and exciting movies like Avengers Endgame or sometimes less new movies like Condor Man. Condor uh, or Man. Or occasionally The Animus, uh, where we started out doing beast friends doing kimono friends uh, and sometimes we still hit up an episode of that we're we're working our way through that slowly between blockbuster movie releases that's right and so of course we will do that and then we will never cover the second season <laughs> no yeah no. that's there's drama there it's unfortunate. Explained in our past episodes, which you can access with a mere $1 donation. That yep. not only gets you uh, this month's episode, but also all of our previous bonus episodes. Sure does. Including our three hours of talking about Transformers the movie. Oh, God. So much Transformers the movie. <laughs> That's a magnum opus right there. Oh. That was yep. That was special. Twice as long as the actual movie. As as opposed to our uh, Endgame episode, which is about a third of the movie length, we're trying to re- we try to restrain ourselves. Well, yes. it was also like we didn't have to go scene by scene because everyone has seen the movie. That's right. I I got my my half an hour of sobbing about Loki out of the way in Infinity War, and so yeah, that was that was a longer episode. I can move on. Yes. Alright, so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David.